And so it begins. No one knows its secrets. It's like nothing you've ever gone after before. You make me want to be a better man. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the season finale of season two of Watching the Right Movies with the Rinkowski Brothers, a podcast for people that have enjoyed mainstream movies but think that they just might want to stretch their boundaries and aren't sure where to start. I'm Ben. This is my brother, Nick. Hey, Benny. How's it going? Oh, not too bad. I'm excited to wrap up our second successful season. Yes, it should be. Yeah, it's been good. No, we didn't quite get it done as quickly as the first one, but... Uh. Well, something happened in, towards the end of the season that uh, kept us from being as prolific as we have been. Care to yeah. share? Uh, yeah, one of us had a baby. Yeah. Congratulations, <laughs> Benny. Yeah. Uh, and I will, I will tell you that she watched her... Well, she wasn't really watching this movie, but I did hold her while I watched this movie, so this was kind of her, ah. her first movie. <laughs> her first... The right movie. This is a wonderful. That's very. This. I think she's got a great movie life ahead of her. If this is the first movie she's ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> Beats the hell out of Frozen. Wow. Although, although you should be prepared to see that movie. Often. Yeah, I mean, I suppose. I mean, I'm sure that is true because I mean, we watched. You know, we watched Disney movies from the '80s and pre- before then. But yeah, if she were. Six right now, I'd be watching Frozen. Right. By the time she's in the movie mode, there's probably going to be something else. Yeah, but I'm sure we will watch Frozen. That's true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but let's, since Frozen is apparently not anywhere near your list. Well, it's okay. I just don't remember being, I mean, I don't know. I just don't remember being impressed by it. That's all. <laughs> uh, but let's talk about what is now the first right movie my daughter has watched was his uh, little movie called Days of Heaven. So tell us about it, Nick. Terrence Malick's Days of Heaven, 1978, I think. Uh, This is the second movie Malick ever made and the last movie he made for 25, 30 years. Uh, 20 years. It's the story of Bill and... Bill's sister, and well, really, it's the the story of the teenage girl, of the little girl, and she tells the story of her brother and his girlfriend. Bill's played by Richard Gere, um, and they run off to the. Uh, he kills somebody in Chicago accidentally because he gets into a fight with him at a mill. He's always fighting with people, and That's, they had to that, that they have to run movie. off uh, to Texas to work the land. And they work on the farm of this rich farmer, uh, young farmer, led by Sam Shepard. And uh, wouldn't you know it, the uh, farmer falls in love with Bill's girlfriend. Who is pretending to be his sister. That's right. For this. That's right. Uh, and Bill overhears that the farmer has about a year to live, according to his doctor. And so he decides, why don't you, he tells the girlfriend, why don't you be with him? And, you know, when the year's over, he'll give you all his money, and then we'll be on easy street. It'll be terrific. Uh, as A great plan that couldn't possibly go wrong. Couldn't, couldn't possibly go wrong. Wouldn't you know it, the, the doctor, as the little girl says, didn't get worse. He stayed the same. Uh, pardon me, the farmer stays the same. Does not die in a year. Tensions flare between 
the farmer and Bill, because the farmer can start to figure out that maybe uh, they're not quite as brother and sister as they seem to be. And uh, Bill takes off uh, out of jealousy and you know stupidity and stubbornness and all the things that Bill is good at. And uh, when he comes back, well, let's bad get things to that. happen. Let's, yeah, right. let's get to that later. <laughs> yeah, you've, you've set it up pretty good. Uh, all right, so who, why am I supposed to care about Terrence Malick? But I look into, I mean, he doesn't have very many films, and there's this one and A Thin Red Line, which I know is good, but then, I mean, I know I made that horrible Colin Farrell, Christopher Columbus the movie. New World, I think. Or, I, think it was, I think actually it was, it was Jamestown. It was John Smith. Uh, but anyway, I knew that people said it was horrible. So what's the deal? Why is he so great? <laughs> well, you're also missing The Tree of Life and Badlands, which together make four, depending on who you talk to, masterpieces. And Tree and of Life was those... a few years ago, and you were a big fan of Tree of Life. Oh, it's a great movie. But Days of Wonder, I mean, in fact, it, 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 part of its mystery, he made Badlands in 1973 and this movie in 1978, the late 70s anyway, and then he just went away. Uh, and didn't make anything until the Colin Farrell movie in the mid-90s. Oh, no, I made so, Thin Red Line. I'm getting my timeline. Oh, you're right, you're right. Thin yeah. Red Line was the first one back. But that was 1999. I mean, it had been 20 years. Well, yeah, no, yeah, that, that still holds. Right. So uh, I'm getting my timeline. That's right. The Colin Farrell movie was mid-2000. So we're right now, in, in terms of a, we're in a you know, heavy work period for right. Terrence Malick, because I know he's got another one coming out this year. Because uh, we've had three movies in 10 years or so when this latest one, in five years or so when this latest one comes out. Uh, but he doesn't give a lot of interviews, and so I think the number one reason he's a film person's filmmaker is because the movies are beautiful, but they also seem like they're about big things. You can't quite necessarily say what those are, but they, they seem really important. This can bleed over into pretentiousness, as it does, in my opinion, Days of Wonder, uh, and according to some, in Tree of Life as well. But by that point, by the late, even in, in uh, The Thin Red Line, you know, the movies are more poems than they are movies. Badlands, relatively, is pretty straightforward. Days of Heaven is pretty straightforward. There's a story. You may or may not think it's a very interesting story, but you can tell what's happening in it. If I were to tell you a recap, if you wanted me to recap Tree of Life in the same way, it'd be very difficult because everything's taken in little snapshots and, you know, you, there aren't any scenes, per se, in the way that we think of them. So the movies feel important and they feel difficult to master or understand. So it's for film people it's fun to be like, oh well, if you didn't like it, it's because you didn't get it, or you know, I yeah. understand Malik's films. A part of it is yeah. pretension. Uh, but yeah. but most of it is because they're just really beautiful movies. Uh, and they do capture this whatever it may not be a, the a, a story or a but they visually capture a tone in a way that most filmmakers don't. But I do feel yeah, I, like if he gave... Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I think... So this movie being beautiful is probably the only thing we're going to agree about. <laughs> right. Uh, and, you know, I'd argue that the movie's very much about the little girl and this sort of 
not loss of innocence that happens when you're 12, 13. Uh, and, and your brother sucks at life. Right, right. But you don't, I mean, A, because it's difficult to think about your siblings, especially when he's as much of a father figure as he is a brother figure, which is right. bad for her, which is an, right. unfortunate. Uh, but, you know, everything you see is through her eyes and through her telling the story. And so she maybe later can bittersweetly understand that he made all kinds of bad mistakes. Uh, but at the time, you know, the, the only thing she can understand is how does this affect my you know, ease of life or my, yeah. my precariousness of life or whatever. Uh, and yeah, most she, of the time... She thinks the posing, you know, the, the girlfriend posing as the... You know, Abby. The love, right. Yeah, he, she loves that. He's like, oh, we got to live on Easy Street. Uh-huh. Uh, so she's all about it. Uh, right. But yeah, so then let's talk about... Because, yeah, this movie looks amazing. I That's mean, terrific. And you know me in Trains... Like yeah, the train right. going a lot of the trains. field. I mean, the tractor, <laughs> you know, all the smoke. I mean, it's beautiful. Right. It's uh, a, and, the, and the fields of wheat, I mean, come on. Like, it's one uh, of the most beautiful movies ever made. And if you're not interested, my, Liz, my wife, would call this the Citizen Kane of what she calls landscape movies. They're not really, well, not a lot happens, but you do often cut to movies of, of shots of just the landscape. And, you know, there's plenty of that. Well, I assume your wife, Liz, would like it, too, because I feel he literally lifted that house from an Edward Hopper painting. Right. Like, well, that's almost, where you'd it's be almost wrong. Like you're watching, it's almost like you're watching an Edward Hopper painting the whole time, yeah. which is amazing. It's more like an Andrew Wyeth painting, really. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but you, this is where you'd be wrong about Liz. You would think that a painterly, <laughs> artistic, yeah. you know, paint-like movie or portrait-like movie but no uh she keeps those on the canvas when it's on uh the silver screen she does not like it she I, needs more explosions and mutants there's no doubt about it so this was a unpopular film it was a split decision in my house last time we watched it together but uh it, I, it, I, for me it's just a great looking movie it does. It's less about what happens and more about how it happens. I mean, because the the, the storyline is melodrama. It's just this soap yeah. opera, uh, actually regular opera type. Uh, you know, <laughs> playing with people's emotions, mixed. Uh, you know, hidden uh, identities, uh, health that suddenly is no longer. You know, love conquering health. If you want to think of it that way. Uh, and then, of course, she does start, the sister, Abby, does start falling for the, the farmer a little bit. And Bill is just a classic bonehead slash prideful, you know, With a, with a horrible guy. haircut. Yeah. Uh, Bill. Uh, Bo, it is Bill, yeah. Uh, you know, so there, there is all those elements to it, but it doesn't feel overwrought. It just, it doesn't feel really anything except for this just sort of general sundown uh, sadness that pervades the whole yeah. thing. Which makes sense because I saw, because that they shot most of the movie like mm -hmm. in the magic hour, quote unquote, right. like whereas the sun's setting, which we all, which I mean, anyone that's grown up in the Midwest or places outside of a city, like you love that time. Like it just is the special feeling. Right. And pretty much they filmed the whole thing at that time, uh, which of course, makes people love working on it, but it sure ended up with a beautiful result. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And but all right, so then let's get to my gripes about it. Okay. Nobody talks. There's like no, no. dialogue. No well, one says anything. There's voiceover. Yeah. Yes, which I also learned they put in at the end. They threw in like a few oh. years later. Or well, I saw it took him like years to edit, and that he had an idea during the. Oh, oh let's add a voiceover because yeah, because I didn't film anyone saying anything. He would learn to not do that. He would get more bold in his ability to not throw in that voiceover. He does, I mean, does use voiceover now, but and sometimes overuses it. But uh, now, I mean, again, you can if you watch. Go ahead. Well, that's just I feel even in this, the voice you have the voiceover, and then you go for like half an hour without the without anything, you know, without her talk. Like so, I don't think the voiceover is overused. Again, yeah. I could have used it a little bit more, <laughs> sometimes. Uh huh. Sure. Oh, okay. Well, what were you confused about? What would dialogue have helped? Uh, I mean, I guess I, I guess that's a good question. I guess I just feel that. I mean, there wasn't, like, it just seems that slowly, you know, Abby falls in love with Sam Shepard, the, the farmer, but they don't really talk to each other much. <laughs> you would have, no. Well, but yeah. I think that, I don't know if that was the, the time, but um, I did, it does sort of play fast and loose with the, if she's going to be. Yeah, if she's going to be the narrator, the, the daughter, and the whole thing's going to go through her, um, it does sort of play fast and loose with because she's not privy to some of the conversations that they would have. Uh, you know what I mean? She's not a... Yeah, but... Go ahead. Yeah, but at the same time, it's, you know, it's, like she's, it's not like she's saying, oh, I made this documentary for you. Watch it. It's... Oh, I'm telling you uh, this story. Like, I, that did... That didn't bother me, but I get, I do get what you're saying. You know, obviously she didn't know. She obviously wasn't there when. Uh, yeah, she didn't even. With the showdown between the farmer and Bill. Right. But we get to see that, so. Uh, yeah, so I don't know if it's a, it is sort of this, in this, but that's what I think. I don't know if you could do that in a book, if it was saying, if the narrator was using I and me and that kind of thing, then you couldn't have a scene where, unless, you know... You if you can... If, no, unless you can, unless you switch between right. that viewpoint and a different one, uh, which, again, is fine. So, yeah, so yeah, that didn't... It just bothered me that we... Yeah, so you are like, she's the central character, yeah. but I... Or it's her central... And I don't, I don't buy that, because there's a lot of movie where without her... Mm -hmm. uh, and if he just threw in her voiceover after the fact, but I guess I, that's not really a good reason because you can start a piece of art and think it's going to right. be one thing and it becomes something else. So that's. I but. think she's the central character, not only because of the voiceover, but she's there at the beginning and at the end. And we ha I have a better feeling about her as a character than just about any of the other three. I don't know much about the... Uh, that that's a pretty good point. I don't know much about. I mean, I I, I know things about Bill that he's, a, you know, he's just a louse, idiot hothead. Right. But I, I get that from her. I don't know anything about the farmer except yeah. that he's kind. But he can only he can seem kind through her eyes too because he's really been the only one who's ever really taken care of her. Uh, they're just they're players. In her game, but they're controlling her. Okay. I mean, they're in charge of her happiness. Eh, not so much happiness, but 
lifestyle or you know her well-being. quality of life or well-being yes and so they're they yeah. are not thinking uh i mean the this the farmer doesn't have the capacity he doesn't understand the situation enough to pl- to operate this way but no one's really thinking of her best interest uh, even though all the decisions they make no. completely affect her and then there are some things that happen that are beyond anyone's control like the locusts and uh, that kind of thing but the the drama if you want to call it that because I don't really think of this movie necessarily as a drama but the thing at stake is is the little girl's well-being uh, less than I don't care okay. about who I don't care about how the love triangle resolves itself necessarily only in so much that it's going to affect the little girl because I want I mean honestly yeah. everything would be a lot better if it was Bill who was sick and died in a year uh, and oh, everyone would have been happy right. he dies and the sister and Abby both could have lived with the father and farmer who's nice to both of them yeah. that's a win win all around mm-hmm. that's a win 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 uh, yeah, and, the, and then the world doesn't have Bill in it right. anymore. So. Uh, but that, unfortunately, of course, is not how the world works or certainly how the movie works. But it's, it never feels like... when you, A different person makes this movie and it becomes a very different movie because the, the story, which is not necessarily an original story to this, uh, you know, literature and other movies have had this sort of theme. I'm going to loan you to this other man temporarily and right. now but you know with disastrous consequences uh right and everyone who's ever seen a movie knows exactly oh, what's sure. gonna happen uh <laughs> except Bill. right uh except right uh but it that's not the central i mean that's what happens but i don't it, it's not what stays in my mind her the little girl's story is what i care about and the way that it's told and the way that it looks. Really, the way that the movie looks is what is the reason it's on this list and the reason we watched it. Yeah, and so then let's, so let's get to then kind of the... Because, the the, yeah, there's not much action in this movie, but there is, again, the last part of it. Uh, in that, yeah, the farmer has kind of just figured out that, you know, Bill and Abby are playing him. But then you basically have this plague of locusts, mm-hmm. which is also shot amazing, looks yeah. great. Uh, like, and I feel that it even works for, and that, you know, you and I are clearly city slickers too, but we've at least been around farms and know the dangers of pests. But I feel someone, like you really appreciate, this is the end of ever. this is horrible, these little tiny things eating, right. you know, they're eating money, they're eating is everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you really get the sense of what a disaster this is. Like I thought that, that whole scene just looked amazing. The, you know, the fire, Everything and again the, the locust descending. Movie set at this time period, and this is the second movie we watch. At least the second movie we watched this se- season. Uh, the Wild Bunch being the other. Uh, you know, I always remember like reading Little House on the Prairie or seeing movies like this. Everything seems so delicate and impermanent. Uh, I, th- this may not yeah. be from Little House of the Prairie, but I'll never forget reading this scene in a book in which one of the kids, you know, knocked over something and it spilled on the rug or on the, the couch or something. And it was an yeah. expensive new couch. Uh, and, you know, this was a disaster 
you know, the, the father wasn't home or the parents weren't home. I don't know what in the world I'm talking about. But you just, I've I just always <laughs> remembered the movies of this time period or stories of this time period. Wealth seems so hard to come by and so precarious by outside forces. Yeah. Uh, as a far, yeah, life as a right. farmer is... It still is now, but you, I don't think there's a lot of you know insurance going on on the farmer's uh, farm and that kind of thing. It just seems like because they begin the, the he has the discussion with his business manager, whoever that person is, maybe the doctor. You know, that you've got more money right. than who, who points out. Uh, you sure you want to go back in? And of course, right. Yeah, kind of sets up what happens. Right. Uh, and so then in the and so at some point in when he's trying to put out. You're trying to get rid of the locust. He kind of has an altercation with mm-hmm. Bill. Uh, but then later he's going to go out and get him and does the worst job of trying to kill someone. In yeah. <laughs> like he just pulls out the gun and basically immediately Bill knocks it out of his hand. Just bungles it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they have a very short scuffle that ends with a screwdriver in his chest, in the farmer's yep. chest. That's what Bill does. Uh, Bill just kills people. Right. Killer Bill. Right. So now they... Uh, so, yeah. And you have to wonder... Well, here. you just have to wonder... He's just a bad penny. You know, how much... It's a, yeah. it's set up that the mill worker in Chicago that led to the whole of them fleeing the, you know, to Texas in the first place was an accident. But I, he's just... A, he just kills things. He's just a killer of dreams and happiness and people. Yeah. Right, so they have to go on the run right. again. Then he does, Bill does um, meet his end eventually because they do track them down. Mm -hmm. Uh, The cops shoot him up. Uh, But Abby and the girl get to go back to the farm and she does get the farmer's money, which again, they just kind of show, oh yeah, she would get that, which I feel there'd be some suspicion cast by the other townspeople. It was like, wait. Well, what town? Uh, Well, there's a town by the end of the movie. Right. because they go to a train station. And there might have been. I mean, I I don't know. I guess I just feel, how is she going to get this farmer's money when it's clear that her brother right. killed him? But, all right, so then you break down basically from... Because I get pretty confused about how this movie ends. So you break down what happens and what you think it means. What it means? Well, well first of all, you tell me what happened, so I'm sure I know what happened she from the moment the, the from the moment the army comes in on the train well yeah the abby leaves on the train they're going to go fight the great war i don't know why abby so that's if she's going to fight what is she doing why does she get on the train i don't know she wants to see the world who knows she doesn't owe linda anything she doesn't owe the little girl anything she's not related to well, her sure she does is she no, but she's hung out with her for a while. Okay. I feel that she owes her something. I, well, you would think that, but I also wouldn't <laughs> stab someone in the chest with a screwdriver. <laughs> it's a harsh world out there. She's at the boarding school. Yes, she feels like she feels like she's done what she can for Linda, but not my responsibility. Uh, I've left her at the boarding school. She's in school. Um, you know, they're going to do a better job than I can anyway. That's the idea. And then, of course, she just okay, well, she then, runs directly away from school. Right. <laughs> with some other girl. Yeah, with her friend. Yeah. Aww. And then that's it. Then it's movie over. That's right. 
What, what do you want? <laughs> I don't know. I don't need a new character with one minute left in the movie. But the, but the <laughs> idea is maybe that they're going to start. I mean, you can add whatever ending you want to. They, maybe they become good friends. <laughs> maybe they they run away. But this other girl also, this other girl was smoking. I don't like this other girl with one bit. Dad, she needs to stay away from that well, girl. She doesn't have, I mean, I, I don't know. What, <laughs> okay, perhaps. <laughs> so, so you're saying, and you're kind of, if you're saying it's kind of a battle for this girl that we lose the battle? I mean, she ends up homeless, familyless. Yeah. yeah. The vagabond. Of the choices. And that's life. That's tough, life. Life sucks. That's, that's our mission. That has been uh, the, kind of the theme of this season on watching the right movies. A lot of the right <laughs> movies uh, are, not right, are not uppers. It just, she's, <laughs> I mean, if the movie is about innocence lost, which it, I, in my opinion it is at least a little bit, from her, from her end, the ending of it, you know, everyone who was supposed to take care of her doesn't, fails in some sort of way. Brother fails because he endangers her time and time again, putting her on the run, yeah. can't hardly provide for her. When he does try to provide for her, it's not for her, it's just for himself and selfishly. Puts her again in danger um, by, you know, by what happens to him. The farmer fails despite his best attempts, but he can't, keep from getting stabbed in the chest with a screwdriver. Uh, and then... A fatal flaw, whatever right. it was one. And then Abby, who is in her legal right, just dumps her. In her legal right, but not in her... Not in a moral, any sort of way. Yeah. But, I, you know... So now she has a friend, which yeah. is great, and who can probably <laughs> can bump some smokes off of, but it's a long... They get to get on that track and head in some direction, and then she'll just... Yeah, great. Two, two homeless girls in 19... 19- 16, yeah, they're going to do well. No. It's the world. The days of heaven are over. That's why this movie takes place when it takes place. You have a couple days, three or four days of heaven. And then... I don't know if there was ever any heaven. They had a good Uh, year when... And again, when Bill leaves, things are okay. (laughs) Yeah, and the field... Yeah, and again, the fields of weed, they sure were... They were heavenly. I would give give Terrence Malick that. Uh... Okay, well, yes, an appropriate end to a real uplifting season, Nick. I feel like we had some good ones. Let's recap. I mean, there's been some winners in here. No, not really. Well, to you, they're all winners, but when you say winners, you mean positive? Yeah, the producers, I think, is probably... Other than that, I'm looking at the list here. That's about it. Wow, I didn't mean to do this, but... Each one of these well, is Jackie either Jackie Brown, Brown, everyone ends up pretty happy in Jackie Brown. Except for... I mean, the people that are alive do. Right. Except for poor Bob Forster, who doesn't get to be with Jackie. Well, yeah. LA Confidential is happy. Yeah. I mean, someone uh, survives getting beat to death in a way that he would definitely yeah. be dead. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Okay. I mean, the, the, seventh, the seventh seal literally ends it in the does, apocalypse. It does, indeed. <laughs> and the producers, but everything's tinged with a little just a, other... The, the humor is black this season. Uh, kind hearts and coronets, yeah. And, you know, it's just a lot of bit about the frailty of human beings. But I would <laughs> argue, and we're still dealing with that in the cinemas today. That's what Ultron's so pissed off about. 
is that we can't we can't even trust ourselves with our with our baby sisters. Otherwise, I mean, it's all the same stuff. Except that these movies, in my opinion, are made better than Age of Ultron. So there you go. It's th- all right. If you took anything away from the season, it's these movies are better than Age of Ultron. Did you see Age of Ultron? No. Uh, That's all right. I mean, I probably probably would. It's fine. Uh, I didn't know what was going on because I didn't watch the other. I didn't watch the TV shows or the YouTubes or the. I don't. I don't see all the other stuff. <laughs> I know this makes me sound eighty, but I hate that I had to watch <laughs> a TV show to figure out what's going on in the movie. I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> Just let me watch the movie. Well, and you did. Look, man, you got You've got to see every movie, and you have to watch not two only different shows, right? Mid, and 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 you have to watch not only the mid credits oh. sequence, but you got to wait till the end end of credits we, to get your we real. We only saw the mid credit uh, sequence. Easter There's egg. another one at the end of the credits. Oh. I don't know. There always is. I, I feel like I I sit I, at these things for two and a half hours, and the only thing anyone wants to watch <laughs> is the stuff at the at the credits. Yeah, <laughs> the movie, the success of the movie for the fans is how good the Easter egg is for setting up the next movie. If you're excited it's about how it, obscure, how obscure a reference they they. Oh, include. it's gonna be Thanos! I'm like, I don't know who Thanos is, <laughs> so I don't care that he's gonna be in the next one. Anyway, yeah. I, and he was in the end. Of, well, yeah, we've really got off topic. Uh, here's the topic. <laughs> but, I mean, as nerdy as it may be, me saying, okay, great, these. Shots of fields of wheat are really awesome. And I understand that makes me seem nerdy. (laughs) As long as I don't say a phrase like, those infinity stones are really cool, I'm not as nerdy as I can. (laughs) You're never going to... Infinity stones is the lamest two words you can put together. (laughs) I don't don't care. And don't they, like, call them something different? Like, Thor's world calls them one... Like, they have a different name... They're like, they call something different, but yeah, they're Infinity Benny, Stones. Benny, do I know what Thor calls the Infinity Stones? <laughs> no. Apparently not. Okay. So we, we took you all the way from Terrence Malick to Infinity Which Stones. Which are the two, that's I think uh, are the two things in the most opposite spectrum. Age of Ultron and Terrence Malick. And the great thing about movies, and I'm not saying necessarily about Age of Ultron, but there's enough space in the right movies for both kinds of picture. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, look, I'm, I'm going to be campaigning for season three to include at least one good action movie. All right, I'll look, in, I'll look into it. The problem with good action movies is that in, a lot of people end up seeing them, which kind of takes them off of this list, uh, but I will keep that in mind. Hard-boiled? Come on, hard-boiled? Can we do hard-boiled? I've seen hard-boiled. What's hard-boiled? That's the, the John Woo, before he came to America, Korean diehard. All right. Uh, that's uh, oh, you gotta see hard. Blow. You sound like a movie executive, though. It's Korean Die Hard. It's Die Hard meets X. It's I mean everything has to meet yeah. something yeah. else. But I okay, we'll put I, I we will put on. I promise you, Ben, an action movie of some kind made in 1980 yes. or later. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right, because not, it's not an action movie. It wasn't made after 1980. I tell you well, that. Much. May even be direct. I don't want to promise anything, but it may be directed. By Michael Bay. Uh, <laughs> you you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do I don't, that. I don't think I would. Actually, now that I think of it, I don't know what I in the world I'd put on there. But I will. It will be something. <laughs> All right. All What's right. our top five? Our uh, final top five yeah. of this season. I don't know. I think we. I think we're good without a top five. Okay. We, uh, we give our we give our wrap up. We did. We had a nice season wrap up. 
Yeah. It's been a good season, Benny. Your first season as a father. Uh, we'll be back. We did one one recording, but yeah, still counts. I that's true. Still counts. Uh, yeah, it's been a, a good season of, of frowns and poignancy, and I think we can yeah. I think we can follow it up with even more frowns and more poignancy next season. <laughs> Great, thanks for giving a good teaser, Nick. All right, and yeah. thank you for everyone who stuck with us for two whole seasons. Uh, and as always, please let us know what you thought. You can email us at watchingtherightmovies at gmail.com. You can comment on the blog, uh, which is, or I mean on the website that has all our uh, podcasts, uh, nickrinkoski.com. It also has Nick's reviews of classic and current movies. Uh, and again, just let, let us know what you think and subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher, however you decide to listen to podcasts. Uh, maybe catch up on season one while we take a little break before we start the next season. All right. Thanks, Nick. Take care, Benny. That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend.